Oh, sure. Yo, yo, welcome to episode 141 of the Easy Peasy Podcast. I've got a distinguished guest here today, Call to Liberty, one of the uh, finer members of the WTF forum, if there is such a thing. Um, welcome on, man. I, I assume if we can use your first name on the forum, you won't mind me using it here either. Uh, no, it's so what's happening? Name. What's happening, Liam? Uh, you know, just... Uh... I went to pour myself a cup of coffee. This is just, sorry, this is what's on my mind. Uh, I fucking poured a bunch of chunky milk into my cup, and I was like, fuck. <laughs> oh, yeah. gross. Yeah. So I told you I made a I made a quick run. I needed some cream after that. I was like, fuck. See, when you said it would give you just enough time to put cream in your coffee, I assumed you were making a masturbation joke. Fair enough. Uh, I don't think I would need 15 minutes. What would I do with the other 14 <laughs> minutes, 57 seconds? <laughs> Hey, uh, well, you know, you got you got a creative brain. I'm sure you could come up with something. Uh, you know, I was just listening to your episode about capitalism. Um, oh, I can't yeah. remember the guy's name, but it was cracking Connor. me up, dude. Connor. Yeah, it was cracking me up when uh, <laughs> you're like talking about fucking whether or not you'd rather have pancreatic cancer or AIDS. <laughs> and, 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 and you just go. You go, yeah, uh, well, it's not like I have sex anyways, so I guess I'll go with the pancreatic cancer. <laughs> I was losing my shit, bro. I was like, I was, I, I feel your pain, you know? Like, it's tough out there for a single anarchistic podcaster. <laughs> I, I definitely, I don't say the podcaster part. It, you can hear the, the vaginas drying up in the room when you say that. Yeah, um, yeah. I just say I have like a meeting, you know, like, oh, yeah, I got to go to a meeting six o'clock every Sunday or every other Sunday. Yeah. 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 You know, there's something to be said there as far as um, withholding certain details. If you if you are on a date, you know, I tend to just let my freak flag fry, uh, fly. Right. And uh, and it hasn't worked out for me so far. <laughs> I was yeah, I was actually on my way. I was like, I was like, you know. I remember you telling us the story the last time uh, I think that we probably talked on in this format, like some girl did the old Irish goodbye. Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever, do you ever like get your satisfaction from that situation or did she not realize like what that was? Like, was, did she realize, Oh, that was kind of rude or. Oh, I told her it was rude. Like that oh, okay. fucking that night. Like <laughs> I texted her. I'm like, where'd you go? Like, what the hell? <laughs> She's like, oh, I went home and went to sleep. You know, she texted me at like, you know, a couple hours after, like she had took a nap or something. And uh, oh, yeah, geez. texted me back at like midnight. And I'm like, you you went and took a nap? Like, okay, like whatever. And uh, yeah, no, I told her, I was like, I just think that's kind of rude that you would let a guy buy you dinner and like buy you drinks and hang out for, you know, three hours. And then all of a sudden, you know, I turn my back and you're fucking gone. Like, yeah, I did. I gave her a little bit of attitude, but you know, whatever. It's not, there's no satisfaction to be had there. It's just kind of like, oh, well, all right. You're welcome. <laughs> like, yeah, I see, was, I see was, you never. maybe, yeah, maybe somebody would have like, uh, you know, apologized for their actions, but oh, hell no. I People don't do that. Has it right. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I know I'm not I'm not trying to talk over you. It's been a while since I've no, done no. this. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. What what does faceless have right? You tell me. 
Well, you see, when you kidnap a gun bunny and you keep them in the basement and feed them likes, um, they don't run away like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just cut through all the bullshit, go straight to kidnapping. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty yeah. much. Can't, you know, can't it, run away it's... with their feet in your mouth, apparently. <laughs> his his whole stick is fucking hilarious, man. Like the whole the whole meme about like chasing women around parking lots. Like I I don't know what's so funny about it, but it just is. It just is funny, you know. Like I was thinking about this just a few minutes ago. Um, a friend of mine sent me one of those memes that have been floating around where it's Nicolas Cage and uh, I don't know the other guy, but. You know the one I'm talking where like Nick Cage is like looking all all concerned and the other guy's just got a shit eating grin on. And yeah. uh you know the one I'm talking. I'm like, I almost think that Liam embodies that second character pretty well. Like the free, like just cracking up at, at how awful things are, the dark humor. <laughs> like I really had a lot of fun whenever you've been on the on the forum. We've missed you the last couple. Um but yeah, that dark humor, man, it goes a long way in, in times like these. You know, it's like you can either ignore what's going on or make fun of it or go crazy. You know, one of the three. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you saying that. Um, mm-hmm. That that other guy in that meme is Pedro Pascal. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. And actually, I believe that scene is from the movie The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, which is a movie yep. about Nick Cage being the best actor on the planet. And it's a fucking funny movie, man. Yeah. I haven't seen it yet, but I want, I love Nick Cage. I just thought like, yeah, I haven't gone out and seen a lot of new movies. So that was the only movie that and the new Top Gun um, are the only two movies I've gone to in like the last couple of years. And it was funny. The, uh, the unbearable weight of massive talent, or I think that's what it was called. Something like that. Um, mm-hmm. It was just like a day I was working and, you know, sometime like mid afternoon, you know, weather came in, it started raining real hard. And it was kind of like at this weird time where I could either hop in the truck and sit in traffic for an hour on my way home, or I could go to the movies and like kill some time and drive home after rush hour. So I went yeah. and saw this movie, you know, all by myself, like a loser as, as I do. And I um, see all my movies alone too. Yeah, you know, whatever. If there's if there's one thing you can do by yourself, it ought to be go to the movies, you know. Um, as long as you're not fucking rubbing it out in the back back row. <laughs> what? No, you're just gonna fucking shit on all my hobbies now? <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> what I do in the privacy of my public theater is my business. <laughs> yeah. But no, that was a good one. It was a good one. And um and speaking of you know, Top Gun, the new Top Gun movie. When I went and saw that, dude, I was so fucking stoned. Like, I I don't remember any of it. Like, I remember enjoying it visually, but I'm like, I I totally didn't remember the movie. So I actually just rewatched it last night. It's not bad, man. It's not bad. Some people shit on Top Gun. You know, sure, it's status propaganda, but it's pretty fucking badass at the same time. I mean, come on. Yeah, I heard that movie was really good, and they yeah. did like a pretty good job of just generally keeping like a lot of modern shit out of it. It was basically like, here's the bad guys, here's the good guys. They're gonna fight in jets. And that's yeah. it. 
Well, they didn't even really give you a bad guy per se. Um, it's more like there's this hypothetical, like, you know, they don't even get specific about like what country it is or anything. It's like, there's this uranium enrichment plant, uh, under a rogue state actors control. Like that's all the information mm -hmm. you get as far as plot. Like there is no Very, fucking plot uh, except that they have a, you know, impossible mission or whatever, which seems to be Tom Cruise's whole thing. You know, he likes impossible missions. So yeah, might yeah. as well stick to the brand. Um, but no, I, I watched it last night, man. I genuinely enjoyed the hell out of it. The cool thing about that movie is like, apparently they used zero special effects. Like it's all legit. All the, all the flying, all the explosions, it's all practical effects and like shot from the cockpit of these F-18s and, you know, as much as I am an anarchist, it's kind of like that that piece of military hardware, the F-18, you know, the, the the freaking aircraft carrier. Like, if there's anything our government does that is impressive, it is the military. Uh, obviously, it's totally glamorized in that movie, but you gotta yeah. you gotta at least respect the the prowess of the military. Um, there's no yeah. doubt. Oh yeah. Well, dude, there's a whole fucking yeah. There's there's a lot to to unpack there. Uh, I will say, I think that the the lack of plot in that movie is due to it being apolitical, because like in yeah. the eighties, yeah. you could just say, oh, it's Russia or it's China, but with like mm -hmm. recent tension, it's like, uh, not not this time, <laughs> right? We'll just right. we'll make it some like vaguely Eastern European dude or like yeah. Eastern European country, and that's it. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah, sort of the faceless, the faceless, nameless bad guy, which, you know, we Americans just love to have a faceless, nameless bad guy, ideally with a towel on their head or something. Um, I was going to do a 9-11 bit, dude. I was going <laughs> to. Yeah, yeah. You, you mentioned that right before we went live. So what was your plan again for, for the listeners? Uh, I don't know. It, it was very half half assed because like I work nights generally, so I I, I kind of got up early anyways, and and then well I was planning on it, and then you know you let's do this, and which is great. I'm just like not on all blenders, but I was thinking like maybe oh I went back in time and I you know rigged the election for Al Gore to win it, and the twin towers are still up or something like that. You know what I mean? Because we could have played like to... a whole like we're in an alternate alternative rea reality kind of situation here the towers are still I standing know. i was I just mean, talking about yeah yeah i feel like <laughs> this is kind of wtf territory but that whole uh bud light commercial man with the horse and and they're like remember the you know 9-11 like it's like dude like that's not cool man like that commercial was already uncool because you're clearly like trying to pander to blind patriotism but then like at the very end of the commercial they're like remember the towers and it's like dude like not cool man you're already on thin ice with the dylan mulvaney thing now you're trying to like you know cover your ass and you're doing it totally wrong totally yeah. wrong well and and i think it's silly that they're like you know never forget always remember 9 11 whatever it's like he killed more faceless, nameless bad guys in the Middle East, like in the last twenty years, like almost almost every fucking week than they killed in the entire nine eleven whole mm -hmm. spiel. Like, there's a lot of people dying out there. Yeah, and still are. <laughs>
right? Yeah. Well, I guess that, <clears throat> excuse me, that might be a good kind of launching off point. I'm curious. You know, it's cool to like get you one on one here because we've only ever really talked on the WTF forum and like whatever messaging on Instagram and stuff. But yeah, I'm curious, man, like how you got to this point. What what kind of led you to start thinking about things maybe in a different way and how you eventually wound up kind of getting into this philosophy of anarchism? Okay. Yeah, uh, I grew up in a tiny little hippie village um, in the southern part of Colorado. And uh, those guys had a profound impact on my ability to mistrust the government. Um, my dad is conservative, though. So on the other hand, it's like the peace and love guys are all like, you know, fuck the government we will just help each other. And then my dad is like, I will shoot. I will shoot the fucking redacted if they try to take my redacted and mm -hmm. it balances out so now it's like this you know it's a pretty peace love and autonomy type thing kind of similar to like what br's got going on because i i just grew up with this weird like i guess dipole of different beliefs like we're growing pot in the backyard before it was legal but also mm -hmm. if you come and try and steal it you're gonna get shot and it's like yeah this is pretty cool <laughs> It seems like a good kind of middle ground to me, man. Like, again, you know, we're growing pot in culture. the backyard bef before it was illegal or before it was legal, hypothetically in Minecraft, Hy I guess. I should hypothetically say. in I Minecraft. This, you know, we will say, I guess, uh, disclaimer this is all satire. None of this is real. We're, <laughs> we're, we're each playing a character. Uh, go fuck yourself. <laughs> you know, don't take any of this shit serious. <laughs> Nothing that I wink, say wink. can or will be used against me in a court of law. That's all. I can. Dude, dude. Okay, so now I got two. You know, I hope this doesn't turn into just like, oh, remember this meme? Remember that meme? But uh, I saw a good one today where it was like a guy getting arrested. You know, and he, you know, cops are holding him up against a wall, putting cuffs on him. And, and it says, you know, anything you say can be, can be held against you. You know, it was kind of a shortened version. And then the guy, the guy just says, titties. <laughs> and the cop yeah. goes good one <laughs> you know? i wouldn't yeah, mind him one. being held against me but no the the meme i was thinking about before was the whole um you know my politics can be summarized as you know i want gay pot farmers to be able to defend their crops with automatic weapons you know gay married platform blah 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 yeah. blah blah. you know trying yeah. to like kind of shove as much into one statement as possible yeah. and it's like dude like obviously that's like a pretty reasonable thing man like i don't know we get painted to be the extremists and i don't know i guess i don't mean to jump into the middle of uh your your sort of background story here but it does sound like you were just kind of raised a natural libertarian am i right for the most part, yeah, um, which is pretty cool because, like, it it's not it it wasn't as clear cut as, as it is now. Like, I had these weird things that, like, my like so my mom was really against pot. My grandma mm -hmm. was a hippie that smoked pot, so it was like this weird like sort of strife struggle of like trying to figure out what's right. Um, sure. Then of course, I I grew up and was like, why the fuck does it matter what other people are doing? <laughs> yeah. uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I came to college and fucking 
that's kind of where I am now is I'm not in college still, but I'm up where I came to college at. And everybody up here is a different kind of leftist. I mean, they're the, they're the ones that you see screeching in the news. Like they're yeah, not good. The, the people that like, you know, sort of were around when I was growing up were these like old school, like uh, Woodstock hippies that, went into the mountains and built their own houses and shit off the grid and stole pot power from the fucking electrical lines and stole cable TV for years and stuff like that. And like, I come here and these people are like, fight the system, but they're just the system. And it's like, you guys are fucking stupid. Um, So that polarized me alarmingly to, uh, (laughs) to where I am now, which is where I'm like, man, you guys are fucking dumb. Stop. All y'all are stupid. Yeah. yeah, stop voting for your masters. Stop fucking feeding the hand that bites you. That's what I started saying recently. I like mm-hmm. that saying. Well, cool, man. So what, I mean, how'd you end up going full-blown anarchist? Because uh, that's that's a leap, you know? Most people don't don't jump into the deep end like that, you know? So prior to the 2020 elections, I was in some of the... Um, the big igloo groups, right? Uh, and big, we like, oh, okay. I it took me a yeah. second, but I got, I got mm-hmm. you now. Yeah. It's hard yeah. to do the the quotations. It blurs my fingers, which is kind of funny. It reminds me of being in an Asian porn. But um, is that something you have lived experience with? <laughs> maybe I'm just saying, don't go to you know www.xxtentacles.com because you might find You're- me on the face on the screen, you know. The cover. You've been making the most of this AI technology. That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> I've actually gone and AI like replace myself onto every Johnny Sins video, and I just re-upload. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Well, who needs sex when you have when you have AI hentai with your face imposed on some kind of multi-limbed tentacle monster? Um, yeah, yeah. Who the the real thing gets kind of boring after after you see something like that? Yeah. Dude, I get I'm I get harder than a math test for a disc dysgraphic kid or a discalculate kid when I fucking see those tentacles, bro. Like it, it sends me <laughs> to a different dimension. <laughs> I can tell already we're we're gonna have a hard time uh keeping this uh, on YouTube. Keep keeping yeah. it no, just keeping it linear, which fuck oh. linear. You know, let's just <laughs> I don't give a shit. I, I don't give a shit, man. But anyways. So you you oh, went, yeah. so, you, went, you went to school anarchist not an anarchist but eventually yes. find find that word or or discover the true meaning of the word perhaps how's that yeah. how's that go down so I was with uh, you know in these online I guess communities which as you know at the time were just glowing and so it was always funny to just be like haha that's a fed um, prior to 2020 election uh, right before the zuckening it was like I was doing a lot of like unofficial propaganda for the 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 lp like okay here's you know shit Mm -hmm. sending this to my and i got uh, a lot of people in my small county that i come from were like a lot of my friends i guess were sort of pushing the the libertarian message which was cool but right around the zuckening time when i got zucked i lost my big account and everything and i was like this is fucking bullshit because i didn't do anything wrong like i was in this group that had people they didn't like they shut down the group. That's one thing. But the only thing I is sharing basically 30 uh, messages 
and like, you know, hey, vote for this. And, and you know, at the time, it was Joe Jorgensen, not my favorite person, but better right. than the, the one we have now and the one we had before. Um, so I was like, okay, this is cool. I'll just, you know, do my thing, spread LP messages. And when my shit got removed, it kind of just was like, oh, it's literally the precursor to the election. My account gets removed for damn near no reason. So I was like, okay, this is probably just because the whole two-party system bullshit. Come to find out, it pretty much was exactly that because, like, now we have the evidence that they were silencing individuals for sort of destabilizing the the democracy or whatever. But at the time, I was like, oh, this is I'm being wronged, whatever. Because like, that was like an account I had like image, I had pictures like with my grandma, and I had like messages, you know, with with people that have passed now that I would have liked mm-hmm. to keep. It's kind of you know silly or whatever, but it was important to me. I'm I'm good with it now. I'm, I'm like you know fuck Facebook, but um, but yeah, it's just silly that 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 happened. And I and I started you know I followed uh, Whiskey and Rebellion for a while, and I was like you know what like as much as I like being a bit more on the conservative side in terms of not blowing a bunch of money, which is something that conservatives in this country are terrible about. Um, you know fuck cops. You know like fuck like fuck LEOs, fuck all this stuff, and because. Oh gosh, I'm getting scattered. I'm sorry. Backtracking all the way back. You're good. You're good. The little community I'm from, we had one cop, and he was hardly ever in town. He was always in the next town over doing his thing. So we didn't have really cops. We didn't have any problems. But when he came around, it was like, yeah, how's it going? You know, we were always friendly. Well, moving into you know where where we are now, it's like even now, like I look back there, that that police force is very corrupt. The people there are like not actually getting any justice because they'll 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 arrest somebody for like distribution of like fentanyl or something serious and then the da will throw it out and it's like and the da has has a reason to throw it out because they're not doing their jobs properly they're not properly processing people they're not like they're not doing things by their own book and so it's causing like a lot of problems back where i'm from where basically there's a ton of like basically you can you can almost murder somebody and get away with it down there i'm not going to say where because i don't want you to go murder where my family lives but you know (laughs) yeah Um, yeah but yeah it's it's kind of fucked so yeah so back to whiskey it was like at the time i was like you know i still kind of like cops you know not that i lick the boot or anything but it's like you know they do their job because i thought their job was to come into town every once in a while and say hi and uh you know go away (laughs) Uh, yeah, yeah, like Andy Griffith, out, and you know it's yeah. Andy Griffith, you know, and Barney Fife kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not so much once you move to the city. Yeah, mm-hmm. come, yeah. Come to find out, you know, they go around and they fucking kill people, uh, basically unprovoked. Uh, they get away with tons of shit that they nobody else would possibly be to get away with. I mean, it's yeah, it's a fucking mess. I mean, cops in this country are something else. Uh, as as I was getting down that route, I was like, so what's the solution? It's like, okay, so I like guns, all right? I like fart, like uh, gardening and doing all that hippie shit too. Not not mm-hmm. to call you a hippie, but um, I like, uh, you know, I liked the idea of a, an authority, but only, you know, only the one that I really like, not the one that's just going to go around and shooting people and whatnot. So it's like, okay, this kind of falls under this blanket of like, anarchism basically i mean it's not it's not that big of a a a slip between being like a libertarian and an anarchist but yeah once my account got zucked and i no longer had any family to worry about i made another account and i just started shit posting and Mm -hmm. uh made this instagram account that i have now i have a personal i guess that um 
I, I should probably follow you on. I don't know why I haven't yet. Uh, but yeah, so I, I mean, my both of my accounts are just full of anti-state propaganda and shit like that. And it's like, yeah, I mean, they, they did this to me by by not letting me play by the rules. I'm, you know, now I'm going to fucking retweet a, a photo, a video of somebody just dying because it's funny and it breaks community guidelines. Like the zero sleep. Yeah. You know, the, you know, those faceless edits. Have you seen those? Uh, I'm not sure what which ones you're uh, referring to. Oh yeah, so Zero Sleep is his like one of his other channels or whatever. It, mm. It's a collaboration, I believe. Uh, but basically, they do edits. Of, it's called like Thief Slay Thursday, and it'll just be like CCTV footage of people trying to like rob stores and just getting shot on camera, and they're constantly right. getting right. removed. But I'm constantly sharing them because it's fucking hilarious. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, speaking of anti-state propaganda, like anti-state, the account just posted, mm-hmm. you know, a little PSA, if you will. And, you know, I'd, I'd like to think that this guy isn't just pulling numbers out of his ass. I'd be curious where he got these numbers from. But it was that since, you know, from 2010 to 2018, I think it was, he said, um, what was it? Defensive gun uses outnumber mass shootings at a rate of like 450,000 to one or something. And I wonder like, is that globally? Is that including like warfare or, you know, I like that seems like a really massive number, right? I mean, Um, what do you think? I trolled the comments. I I, like, I sifted through it. I mean, I love my section. So I don't know if you've noticed, I comment on a lot of shit. Yeah, um, I don't yeah. know if you see them. Yeah, but, I, uh, I I tend to because I think uh, if you follow somebody, they you know automatically come to the top. But yeah, I I've seen your comments on quite a bit of shit. Yeah, yeah, it's funny because uh, I'll, I'll sorry I get to that in a second, but it's funny because like uh, a lot of times when I when I see an increase in followers on that account is because I'm like I'm basically Ben Shapiro, you know, epically trolling someone, and and then I get like fucking ten followers or something out of just a funny comment, and I'm yeah, yeah. Oh, let's go <laughs> engagement. <laughs> I guess but, I might be missing uh, out but, on that. I you know that might be a good way to get followers. I don't do much commenting. Um, <laughs> maybe maybe it's a bad strategy of mine, but it seems like a lot of work, man. Seems like a lot of work. That's the if thing. you enjoy it's it. Not, if you enjoy yeah. it, though. You know, it's not like um, it's not like I just spend all my day on my phone. I'll just see something or I'll look and I'll see like one retarded comment right at the top. And then I'll be like, oh, this guy's stupid. And I'll, you know, I'll reply to him or whatever. Yeah. Um, I will say you you don't have as much of a social media like comment thing, I guess, going on. But to be, to your credit, you have 141 episodes and I have five. So that's <laughs> <laughs> about yeah, two man. Year, you know? <laughs> we gotta, we gotta. I, I should be prodding you a little bit. We need more, yeah. more from Call to Liberty. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've enjoyed all your episodes, man. Um, especially, thank you, thank I'll you. say, I really enjoyed. Like I told you, I just listened today to the one on capitalism. I think I listened to it like back when I first met you, but I just re-listened to it and I thought it was a, yeah. it was a good episode. Um, but your one about pirates just tickled my funny bone to the maximum uh i you know i love pirates man who doesn't and uh yeah that that episode was really cool i liked that you kind of dove into the historical example of um 
what what's the name of the town liber libertas or libertalia yeah libertalia yeah it's the uh it's the uh, el dorado of pirates yeah so is it actually historical is it historical or is it more mythic it's like a myth yeah it's like uh okay yeah I, i was it's like you know the the fucking like davy jones or whatever it's like oh this is you know we're gonna make libertalia the place where we can all like live free and yeah obviously that didn't happen but it's like really cool that there was a, a whole mythos about doing that way back in you know the golden major piracy mm. yeah i mean but wasn't there so there was uh tortuga was mm-hmm. like the pirate island um and that actually was legit. I mean, they had like mm-hmm. a, they had like a what a pirate colony of sorts. Do you know off offhand like what the organization of that was, or if there was any? Or and I'm not saying so, that pirates are like a good example because they clearly didn't follow like the no yeah. non-aggression principle, but yeah. um, they were sort of a form of an anarchistic society. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. So from what I remember, basically the research on that episode that I did, because I do try to do research sometimes, um, Mm -hmm. they had an appointed governor. Uh, So like Tortuga was established before the pirates were there, obviously. Um, The pirates kind of came in and sort of bribed or corrupted whoever was in charge. Um, But technically they still answered i believe to the spanish crown or maybe the portuguese crown i one of the two and um so whenever they came back towards the end of the pirate age it was because sorry whenever the government came back towards the end of the pirate age it was because they were like hey we're going to install a guy that's not going to be corrupted like we're going to basically take a nobleman that already has land and holdings back in our place install him here so that he doesn't be, you know, corrupted by these fucking pirates and he's going to institute law. And that's, I think they hung like 36 pirates in one day when, when they like installed that guy, because it was like, no, this is coming to an end now. So they still had a form of government, which kind of ended up biting them in the ass because as much as you pay off the the bad guy at one point, you know, sometimes somebody's going to pay him more money than you and that's your ass. So, mm-hmm. yeah, but so, um, Tortuga, uh, I'm trying to think. There's another really big, uh, like pirate. I think I can Google it. Yeah, but I don't know if I've, I don't know if I've showed you that, but that's why, like, it's the that's like Blackbeard's flag, apparently. <clears throat> right, right. Uh, but yeah, that's why I unblurred my fucking messy ass bedroom. <laughs> Hell, I'm gonna hey. go ahead and blur that again. <laughs> my place doesn't look any better, man. That's why I keep the camera pointed up. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Mine actually yeah. comes comes down at an angle. That's why it looks like I'm not looking at you because when I yeah. look at my screen, my camera's up. Yeah. Hey, no judgment, but that hadn't that bed been leaning on your wall for like a couple months now? Look, man, it's like 150 <laughs> bucks to, to remove a mattress, right? My thoughts are I'm just going to go real fast down the interstate with it in the back of the truck and just wait for it to blow out. Oh, bro, you can, you can <laughs> strap her down. So you've got a truck? Yeah. Well, then what are you waiting for? <laughs> um, poor. Yeah, I'm waiting. I'm, I'm waiting for having the the willpower to spend like 
almost two hundred dollars to throw something away. Yeah, like they just, charge uh, you for disposal. You know? Just take it in the mountains and light it on fire. That's what that's what most people would do. That's a good point. Although <laughs> Colorado wildfires are have almost exclusively just been started by retarded ass tourists or people that live here not knowing yeah. how to manage a fire when they're camping. No, I kid. And also, this is not legal advice. Do not light your mattresses on fire. Unless unless uh, perhaps there's a riot in your neighborhood and it seems appropriate. <laughs> um, <laughs> Port, Port Royal, that's the one that I was thinking of. The other like, okay. pretty famous pirate stronghold. Yeah. Um, yeah, New Providence. That's, yeah. But... But yeah, they, they they had a little bit of establishments here and there, but it was kind of hard because it's the same problem we have today. When you have a bunch of people that don't want to be ruled or governed, it's hard to come together to rule or govern anything, like including yeah. themselves. <clears throat> yeah, and well, often be drunk all the time. I like I said, I don't think pirates are like the best example. Um, I think there are better examples that have existed of like functional anarchistic societies. Um, and I guess you know maybe it'd be worth even addressing like what what that even means. I don't want to get like too hypothetical, right? Like to me, uh, like an anarchi- anarchistic society is one that is ultimately just a decentralized kind of free free and open society of any kind you know i would i would argue that most forms of tribalism like were basically just anarchism you know there's still hierarchy there's still sort of law but ultimately like most tribal societies their leadership was kind of Generally, it was more of a matriarch or not a matriarchy, a uh, meritocracy. That's what I mean. Mm-hmm. And like chiefs were chosen based on whatever kind of metric, you know, but it was generally a, a matter of prowess, of, of success, of leadership ability. Like I said, meritocracy. And the, the simple fact of the matter, like living as they did sort of in the natural environment without without necessarily having strict boundaries at any point anybody could leave the tribe you know of their own free will you know it's not like they were captives to their own tribes they you know they could they could leave and join another perhaps now that's i mean I know I'm being a bit like, like it's not, General, it wouldn't have been yeah. as easy as I'm making it sound. Yeah. Like you are but kind I, I, of, I get what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, there's just a natural sort of liberty at play in, in the natural world. You know, I, I was driven towards anarchistic thinking by kind of studying ecology of all things and realizing like there is no, government in the forest i mean the sad thing is that's not exactly true you know like our our government controls our forests right now and manages Mm -hmm. them but ecosystems operate within natural law but without any kind of ruling body without any kind of you know 
executive decider, except perhaps you might argue like God <laughs> uh, and, and like the weather, you know, like shit yeah. like that. But, you know, it's, it's to me an unfortunate side effect of our transition from hunter-gatherer tribal you know, I always kind of want to clarify. It's not hunter gatherer. They were hunter gatherer gardeners, large, largely like most, most tribal societies did not simply ignore the plant life around them. They actively managed it. Um, that's kind of a, I'm going off topic, but. Oh, no, you're uh, totally good, man. The, the. Uh, I kind of lost my train of thought, to be honest. You were talking about how in nature there isn't like there There's is no, no ruler, right? Yeah. Right. I mean, that's just an obvious thing. It's an obvious thing, mm-hmm. and oh, uh, it's a it's an unfortunate side effect of our transition from that more traditional human, you know, biologically appropriate lifestyle to a agricultural, you know, civilization. That's you know. Government is a byproduct of us leaving our environment and and creating an artificial one, so to speak. So my point is, you know, I think I think it was an easy transition for me after observing how nature works and learning about it and and being in it. And you know, it, it, it kind of all clicked at once, kind of towards the end of my college experience that like there's a lot of there's a lot of unnecessary artificial control in our in our in our world in our society and i've always said it's not it's not like being an anarchist means that you have to actively fight the existing powers it's more of just a philosophical i think it's less political and more philosophical right it's more a recognition of the backdrop of what what is as opposed to you know all these constructs you know money uh government you know culture like all these things that we think define our world are really kind of it's an illusion know, it's an illusion they're all yeah, yeah. they're all basically illusions yeah. yeah yeah like as cool as it is to talk to somebody where mm-hmm. i am Who's all the way in India, like a couple hundred miles away, or whatever, or th- I guess probably close to a thousand. Uh, I'm not exactly sure the distance between us. Between but, us, uh, uh, yeah, it's it's maybe a thousand. Yeah, yeah, maybe about around there. Um, it's really I've cool driven it enough times. Yeah, it's pretty. Oh cool, yeah, man. yeah. I've I've made that drive. It takes about twenty hours to get to like Denver for me. Okay. Yeah. Um. So it's no it's no small thing but sure yeah yeah well you know next time if you end up around these parts let me know and maybe we can get a drink or something but Mm -hmm. but yeah as cool as it is that you know we can talk like this it is entirely unnatural and like at the end of the day i yeah i I think of that a lot it's like there's something there's almost something wrong with humans right like we developed something like we have a deep sense of empathy but we also have the opposite of that which is just I wouldn't say apathy, but like maliciousness. You know what I mean? Like, like a bear doesn't kill a deer to to kill it. He kills it because he's hungry, right? He eats what he can eat, 
then there's deer left and you know if he doesn't eat the entire thing you've got like the buzzards are going to come in and eat it or the coyotes or the wolves depending on where you are if a human kills a deer we take the entire deer throw it in our freezer and don't share a fucking bite of that with anybody that isn't our immediate family but like and that's just not that's not like the best example but like we hoard food a shit ton like we throw away more food than we eat for them like a lot of people like I think I said like forty percent of the food in the country is just like thrown away, like just fucking tossed. And that doesn't mean like oh, only fifty percent or sixty percent of the food is getting eaten. It means we produce so much food that we essentially have a hundred percent of our food here that we eat, and then an extra like forty percent of that that we just toss out the fucking door. We don't feed like our homeless. We don't, you know. But like the bear, he just eats what he needs to eat, and then he goes home. And then everybody else in the forest eats that kind of thing. But we have this like almost like maliciousness to us where it's like, no, I want that. And, I, you know, and like I said, the whole like feeding your family thing is not a great example. But that sort of train of thought where it's like, how can I gain from this? In every situation, we have the gain of power, gain of money. You know, I, like it's crazy when you go into the woods and you see all these animals that like kind of live together in an ecosystem. And it's like, wow, we don't really have a spot here. Like, because I'll eat the bird. I'll eat the fucking, I'll eat the cat that eats the bird. I'll eat the fucking, the bear. I'll fucking shoot the coyote. You know, it, you know, we just kind of destroy things. I, I'm inclined to disagree with you on like a number of points, man. Okay, sure. Yeah, no, go for it. Because, um, you know, like we've already kind of established, <clears throat> excuse me. A lot of this shit's just an illusion like that we right. perceive as our reality. The truth is we are a part of the ecosystem. Like we do have a place within it. We have just put up walls that help us forget. But let me let me go back to kind of the beginning of what you said and like the reason that dogs got domesticated first. They were our very very first domesticated animal. And uh, it's because we always had an excess. We always had waste food. So mm -hmm. dogs, you know, wolves became accustomed to scavenging human like refuse, you know, garbage mm -hmm. in essence. And um, over time, you know, they became more and more sort of accustomed to us, docile towards us. It, you know, it's a very funny question of like human dog like natural history that did we did we domesticate them or did they domesticate us okay mm -hmm. it's kind of like they either out of a desire to get a free meal sort of learn to almost manipulate human emotions and and make us less inclined to kill them or vice versa, or it's neither. It's both. It's, you know, I, mm -hmm. I tend to prescribe to the both argument, right? Take so our deeply developed sense of empathy and tribal nature and social nature. Well, they learned in a sense, they learned our language. Mm -hmm. They learned tonation and they learned when they could approach, you know, cautiously and when they had to turn tail and run based on human vocal inflection and obviously like whether or not they're getting stones and 
and arrows, you know, hurtled at them. But, um, you know, like it's just an example, but it's kind of like people have always had the ability to have more than they necessarily needed. And then sort of like a sub ecosystem evolves in our wake, if you will. So like we do have a heavy influence on the ecosystem often in a detrimental way, right? Like Mm -hmm. I am, I am not a big climate change guy, but I am like keenly aware that there are, let's say many small ecological disasters that happen every day all across the world. And cumulatively, we are in a ecological disaster, but it's not necessarily the one that they're painting. I feel like I'm, I'm spiraling in different directions, but hear me. I've been, I've been feeling like that the whole time. I'm like, you bear with me. I'm bearing with you. That's we're good, man. So like, they want us as with everything they want us overwhelmed they want us terrified they want us obedient so using climate change and like the global quote unquote environmental disaster is a very good way of making people totally powerless or at least make them feel totally powerless you know it's too big of a problem for me to do anything about it Whereas if we say, you know, forget the global, like focus on your hundred mile, like radius around you, the eco sphere that you exist within and do what you can to like improve that, you know, it's, it's, I think the whole think global thing is just bullshit. It's like, it's never going to work. People, people aren't designed to think that way that we're not equipped for that kind of scale. And yeah, we can't, <laughs> yeah, comprehend, yeah. we can't comprehend what 1 billion people looks like. Like that's so many people. And I damn sure I'm not going to care about 1 billion people. You know, like yeah. I, like I don't have it in me. I, they say, well, you can care about like at max, like a hundred people. I don't give a shit about like, I forget what they call that, but people. there's, there's some guy, some, some, uh, I want to say, psychologist or uh, maybe an anthropologist or something that came up with the is it schroding schrodinger's number or something like that where it's yeah you can only oh. you can only really know like a couple hundred people i think you know, yeah you, it's not schrodinger is the the cat in the box guy i think it's like schroeder hmm. or something like yeah but i know what you're talking yeah. about yeah yeah but yeah that's, that's fair. but i guess and i mean it's go ahead go ahead I was just going to say, like, if you put me in a saw situation and there's a random stranger or like one of my family members, like, of course, I'm going to save my family member. Like, that's it is like it's like, I mean, I don't, I, I, why am I? It's my family. You know what I mean? My my tribe, so to speak. So it's just yeah. it's silly to me that they want us to, like, think about all the people all around the globe. Like, no, why don't the people that live near them think about them? And I'll think about the people that live near me. And in this way, I don't have to worry about some shit I can't control. That's just fear porn. Like making making people care. Like, hold on, it's hard to making people care about people that live, you know, on the other side of the planet, 
when there's nothing you can do to stop whatever's happening to them is just a way to induce fear and anxiety into people for damn near no reason. Yeah. Yeah, I think... Um, I don't know if that makes sense. It's weaponizing... No, it does. It, it, they weaponize our natural <laughs> proclivity towards towards collectivism, right? Like, mm -hmm. it's our tribal instinct that, that they're using against us, so to speak. And yeah. um, people... people want to talk about like this false dichotomy between like, are you individualistic or collectivistic? Right. Are you a, are you a commie or a conservative? Are you this yeah. or that? It's like, well, we have the proclivity for both. Like it's a natural thing. Like it's called survival, right? Yeah. We, yeah. we have learned as a, as a species that we are better off in social groups where we, you know, sort of share the load of survival and we, we help each other, but that only works to a certain scale before it becomes impossible to achieve without force, mm -hmm. right? This is the argument it, for anarchism, like from oh, a yeah. biological level, from a biological level, we can cooperate up to a certain scale. You know, really, if you if you think about it, there's kind of like multiple um, orders of magnitude to our human like organization. And there always has been. It's like family. I guess you would say individual family tribe. I guess you'd say like clan. Then you could go out to like nation. This has always been the case. And there's overlap. That's what keeps you from, you know, having a bunch of inbreeding going on within a tribe is right. that there's a bigger clan or nation that um, is loosely cooperative, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, like but we're not really, going to kill each other, but like I'm also not going to share my food with him. I'm like you can go hunt yeah. your own food, motherfucker. Yeah, well, it's well, it's kind of like impractical to try to have a tight-knit group larger than a hundred or 200 people you know yeah. biologically like it's very natural just as with a wolf pack or a herd of bison like i mean i guess maybe bison's not a great example because they would they would travel in you know hundreds and hundreds of thousands but um most mammals will kind of divide and mm -hmm. and conquer you know go to new territory if yeah. if they're tribe gets to a certain size you know we've just we've i think we've been sold a bad bill of goods with our current political system in that it's it's impossible to keep a group united against their will you know artificially you know the nation is 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 declared this you know i got an argument with a guy about the whole social contract thing oh, and he kept sure. being like well you, you signed the social contract i'm like bullshit like when Where's when did i do signature? that fuck Show you right like, now. fuck you yeah, i did not out. sign that contract. contract yeah and um <laughs> and so it's you know i don't know man i guess that's a, that's enough of a ramble there but the point is Anarchism is the first thing that I came across that actually seemed to be a coherent thought that like basically at the core of it all, there's, there's really no true 
I mean, I just think anarchism is like the plane that we exist on and all this other yeah. stuff is just, you know, the, the play that we, that we put on for ourselves. Yeah. Are you familiar with the video game rust? <clears throat> no, there's like a lot of, okay. There's like a lot of memes about, it. I wasn't sure if you've seen, basically you, you just kind of spawn into the world. You're not wearing anything and you, you have to fight to survive. Like that's it. And it's like, yeah, that's, that's, that, yeah, that's how you start out in this world. Naked, afraid, coming out swinging, you know, crying. You gotta yeah. like, you gotta like survive. But like, we have this whole thing now where it's like, okay, well, we're going to come out and then here you are, you know, you're in your hospital and you have any issues, you're going to, we're going to redefine and everything. But then it's like, all right, well, then we're going to, you know, you're going to grow up, you're going to pay all your taxes. You're going to, you know, and it's like, none yeah. of this is real. Like before you, before they've cleaned the gunk out of your eyes, they've already got a fucking government identification number. Yeah. Ready, ready for you. You know, like, yeah. Yeah. It's ridiculous. And then they, and then they, and then they chop the tip of your dick off while they're at it just to be like, fuck you little motherfucker. You know, <laughs> my, my body, my choice, but where's my goddamn foreskin, you know, where's my fucking foreskin, bro. <laughs> Dude, I think we've talked about this skin? before. I think we've talked. About this. <laughs> it's hilarious, dude. Last year at Childerberg, it was like the last night, and it was so late. It was probably three or four in the morning. Everybody was just, just sloshed, and uh, all of a sudden we start talking about circumcision, and it was oh, just, no. it was almost hilarious and almost like, <laughs> I don't know, it was halfway between hilarious and. Um, and kind of moving just to hear a bunch of other dudes be like, yeah, that shit's kind of fucked up. Right. Like, <laughs> you know, yeah. Like, well, why'd yeah. they do that to all of us? What the fuck? <laughs> it's, it's weird. Um, I don't know yeah. if you know this, but pretty much the United States, like pretty much on North America is the only place they really do that anymore. Like mm -hmm. if you go to like Europe or whatever, even like most of the religious folks don't, don't do the whole uh, choppy. I think it's one. I think it's roughly one in 10 in like Western Europe. If I, if I remember correctly versus the U S it's like three out of four. I want to say, yeah. yeah. and it's all thanks to John, John uh, Harvey Kellogg. Right. Isn't that his name? I don't know. The guy, the guy behind the cereal. Yeah. This, the seventh day Adventist who uh, he advocated for it basically to curb the male, you know, sex drive. Desire. Yeah. Yeah, no, he, yeah. I I remember he invented cornflakes in order to kill uh sexual appetite or yep, something like yep. that. And his shit really took off, man. Like it's amazing how much of an influence he had on our culture. Um in a lot of fucked up kind of ways, man. Yeah. Dude, yeah, there's some pretty notable figures in our country that are just like whoa. You know, uh, Henry Ford got like a basically a a recognition from the Nazi Party for being such an anti semite. Like Henry Ford hated really? the Jews so wow. much that the, the Nazis were like, "God damn!" <laughs> they like took note. They're like, "Oh, this guy, hey, <laughs> look at him." Why, yeah, Volkswagen like early models were made to look like Ford like wow. vehicles. Wow, because yeah, they, they love the guy. You got to be a real. Real Jew here to get recognized by the Nazi party. No but I, I don't mean to drop the hard J there. I just mean like that's crazy. Yeah. I think they gave him like an iron cross or whatever. Like that's a lot. 
Oh, it's crazy, man. You yeah. know, not like our government was really all that, all that much better. You know, it's like the OSS was formed like that. That was the peak, you know, until now the peak of like government propaganda, um, was during world war two in the United States. You know, it's like, we had all kinds of shit dehumanizing the Japanese, dehumanizing the Germans. Um, you know, we we had concentration camps. Like, let's mm-hmm. let's not I act. Grew up too... like... Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I was saying, there's one of those uh, uh, Japanese internment camps, like 45 minutes away from where I grew up. Man. It's pretty cool. Wow. I, it's not cool, but it's like <laughs> it's pretty cool, man. <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I man. Would have bid to reopen it, but whatever. I, I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> hey, I ain't got no beef with no Japanese motherfuckers. They built the best truck ever, ever made, and it's sitting out in my, uh, in my God driveway. So, <laughs> Toyota, <laughs> Yoda Bros for life, dude. I need a Toyota. I actually went before, so I have an F one fifty, but I was like, kind of like, yo, I should get a fucking uh, the Toyota. What? Which one is it? Um, it's not the Tacoma, is it? It's the other one. Well, so the older ones were just called Toyota pickups. Okay. So if it's Those pre, I want to say like two thousand. Um, well, yeah, two thousand one or two thousand two, something like that. They started started calling them Tacomas, but. Before that, it was just a pickup or a four by four, or you know, mine. Everybody just called the SR five. Just you know, it's just the SR five, but that you know, okay. it's a four by four. On the on the title, it says Toyota pickup four by four SR five. I'm like, that's a goddamn oh, okay. motherfucking mouthful. But that's um, a name. But hey, man, I'm just saying it's uh for good reason. The choice of insurgents all over the world. Yeah, if you want to mount a yeah. 50 caliber fucking machine gun to a truck, you better make it a damn Toyota. Better. You better. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she needs a little work. Actually, I think I got a bad bearing. It's starting to grind a little bit. Either that or my uh, brake caliper might be coming loose. But, <laughs> you know, she just, she, she goes where it's like the little engine that could. I think I can. Mm-hmm. I think I can. Never, never has she give up. Yeah. But that's awesome. Yeah. Get yourself one. Get yourself. Damn, we got some comments in here, man. Look at that. That's an odd. That's a fucking odd there. (laughs) I'm like, that's a long one. What the fuck? Yeah. No, we've got a couple people in the chat. Um, One of them's got a pretty, a pretty, um, I'm going to say controversial screen name, and I'm just not going to read it. (laughs) All right. we assume he means no harm. So <laughs> I guess, I guess let's, uh, let's keep it moving then, man. I mean, you, you were already, it sounds like you were there before COVID kicked off, right? Oh yeah. So the fuck did you, that, that extremely radicalized me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You and me yeah. both, man, you and me both in the best ways possible. Uh, not in, you know, in a in a bad way. Yeah, 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 in yeah. Minecraft. Right. In Minecraft. Radical. In Minecraft. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean it's just I mean, your view. People either went one way or the other, and obviously a lot of people went the one way, and we went the other. Um, the false dichotomy yeah. that you're talking about earlier, I actually the most recent episode of my show is called that, but it comes from a 
uh, uh, Lysander Spooner uh, basically like quote something about the false dichotomy of left versus right when it's really state versus no state or you know control or over over no control mm-hmm. government versus no government that's the false dichotomy is the oh well if you're not a republican then you're a damn democrat or you're a commie you're a, you're a conservative it's like no no that's false like all of that is government the other side is just no government yeah yeah you know i i tend to ascribe to like i don't know how much you've done like looking into duality but that's an idea i became very very kind of obsessed with i would say in one of my more pissed off kind of like manic moments post post like george floyd riots i just went into like hardcore kind of research mode and like deep deep digging mode trying to like figure out why people do the things they do, why things are how they are. And I became very conscious and like obsessed really with this idea of duality where there's always two sides and it's always the same coin in essence, right? Mm -hmm. Like any, any, anything has a dual has a equal and opposite that is in fact part of the the thing itself mm-hmm. and you know chaos and order is kind of one of those things and it's it's easy to like oversimplify you know it's kind of like well am i on the side of chaos if i'm against government like no actually i'm like i'm always on the side of balance this is what yin and yang are all about the balance between chaos and order and to be for the chaos is to miss the entire point. You know, mm-hmm. to be for order is to miss the entire point. It's a matter of finding the happy medium between. And um, so I think anarchists can be a little dogmatic or a little almost um, they, they simplify it almost too much to say that it's just about having no government, if you will, right. like, because that's basically I mean, impractical or at this point, it's just not feasible to say in our lifetimes, you know, no government. It's like, no, it's to be an anarchist is to recognize the truth of anarchism in that it is, it is, like I said before, kind of the plane that we exist on, like in all these structures that we've built up still exist in the ecosystem, in the you know, under natural law. I almost mm-hmm. think that using the word anarchism confuses people because it's like, it doesn't quite say that, but like what we're really talking about is the natural laws of the universe. And the mm-hmm. fact that we're being kind of imposed upon by unnatural laws. Yeah. Oftentimes. Right. So, I mean, to pick it up, I mean, earlier, when you were talking about duality earlier, I, I even said this, you know, I said, we have this, we developed a sense of empathy that's so deep that, you know, if somebody dies, you know, you, you feel that like somebody you love. But on the other hand, we also have that sense of just maliciousness. But like <clears throat> people can be cruel and you can be both. You can be, you can love your family and hate somebody else deeply. We have that in us. Um, mm-hmm. But also, 
Yeah, it seems it's so it's so silly because when you look at all these, you know, the structures that kind of thing we're talking about here, it's like it's all an illusion for sure. But we had this thing, we have this this idea that we're going to build something and it's going to immortalize us or we're going to everything decays. And we, we, we have this weird proclivity to just hate that. Like, oh, my fucking, my, you know, my brakes wore out. I need to replace it. Damn it. Like, what did you expect? You know, you use something, it decays, it wears. Mm -hmm. That's the way everything is. I'm not, yeah, I'm not like dogging on you or anything. I'm just like taking that as an example of like, people have this, like, we get upset when things do what they do. Like, mm -hmm. Everything, everything dies. Everything crumbles and falls and turns into dust. Like that's just what things do. It's a natural state of things. And we have this idea built up. I think that, you know, we're gonna build a, uh, you know, a big, let's say a house. And I'm gonna live here forever. And it's like, you'll live there for sixty years tops. It's gonna fall down in in you know another hundred years. It's the way everything works. There's no like permanence we're we're in an ecosystem and, and can you imagine if if bears were running around putting i don't know you can't really put a den somewhere but can you imagine if they built dens everywhere so they could fucking like pop the land what if they started putting up like statues of particular of bears. bears and and like worshiping like bears that have been dead for hundreds and you know if not thousands of years uh wouldn't yeah. that be interesting yeah no <laughs> we got free and poor in the chat oh yeah yeah look look at what he said <laughs> <laughs> i told happening? everybody uh, <clears throat> i told him to stay uh you know uh deranged or illegal sentences and yeah, that might be both yeah yeah well you know wyatt it's good to see you as always holmes um yeah dude like i just i tend to think that people get too too in one side or the other on things that are truly dualistic mm -hmm. and it's um it's often hard for people to recognize that like yeah that they're not they're not on the side of balance if they're if they're so far this way or so far that way and that includes like people in our community anarchists who are so like dogmatically anti-government that they kind of miss the point and the point is that like you know just like fuck the government like forget about it let's figure out how to do it as good as we can on the ground where we live with the people we know like in a practical real way you know okay great like thumbs up we've all recognized the illusion the unfortunate thing is that the illusion is still going to persist for the mm -hmm. time being you know, let's, let's get real about what to do next mm -hmm. and how to, how to live more authentically, more true to our basic like biology and psychology. Um, yeah, that's, that's kind of what I'm starting to think is like, cause I was even just a little bit too like this way, as opposed to just, Hey, let's keep our eye on the prize. Let's stay balanced. Let's stay in the middle. Yeah. And further to your point, it's not like there's no chaos in the world right now entirely because of government. It's not like being, there's not, it, it's not like government and chaos are on opposite sides. The government no. is dropping bombs left and fucking right. Does that not often, cause chaos? Oftentimes they are the agent of chaos. That's the mis, 
that's the misnomer that's why like yeah yeah it, it would be it would be counterproductive for us to say oh well we're against the established order in other words we are for chaos like no we are we recognize that often chaos is caused by these imposed forces of mm -hmm. quote unquote order and it's it's not as simple as as we want to think um yeah i think yeah, or, or perhaps it's simpler perhaps it's simpler than we want to think you know what i'm saying yeah yeah equating government to well i guess the opposite of chaos is peace so when you say that you know oh you don't believe in government you must want chaos you're equating government to peace and they're literally the only people of history that have declared war it's governments on governments it's not like yeah a peasant farmer declaring war on another peasant farmer that doesn't happen well you know i wouldn't i would i would argue and whatever it's semantics who cares but like mm -hmm. if it's me i'm gonna say that it's you know chaos on one side you know the opposite of chaos is not peace the opposite okay. of chaos is order peace is sort of the happy medium between chaos and order that's what i would argue like what we want is peace and if we have too much order it's it's definitely not peaceful mm -hmm. if we have too much chaos it's not peaceful it's yeah. it's that it's that thin <laughs> that thin line in the middle you know thin line the thin not the thin line. blue line just the the thin line you know but yeah like the uh green color i i really i do see a lot of a, a lot of truth and a lot of potential like for understanding in the simple symbol of the yin yang because it's i don't know man i've just taken a, a enough acid and mushrooms to kind of like whatever i think i think the yin and yang is a very significant symbol it's the symbol of duality. And it says that this is one cohesive thing. There's a light side and a dark side, but there's also a little bit of the dark in the light and a little bit of the light in the dark, mm -hmm. you know, in a two dimensional representation, that is, that is a whole lot of symbolism um, to, to understand because it's, yeah. it's supposed to be a universal truth of all things that, there's a light and a dark and they're intertwined and they have to be in balance. You know, the thing about the, the symbol itself is that it's static, but if you imagine that it's constantly amorphous and that mm -hmm. it can shift and, and it's not necessarily stat. Yeah. It's not static at all. It's, it's always moving. And the, the, the ideal is that they are in, in, a state of balance and it's it's moving fluidly the worst thing that can happen is it's disrupted it's out of whack it's if anything the worst thing is that it stopped moving altogether you know i'm yeah. getting a little bit ethereal no here, but no it's all I right hope this uh, all i think i think that sort of the basis of anarchism is like this this truth of duality of like a striving for balance like i've said before that until the day comes that i think there's not enough government like anarchism seems to be what gives me comfort yeah <laughs> you know because at this point i feel like we're living in chaos that is imposed on us via well we're living in too much order and too much chaos it's this like anarcho tyranny thing that people keep talking about it's like the worst yeah. of both and yeah. um and it's it, it, I don't know, man. I need to shut no, the fuck I, I, up. I, 
No, no, you're good. <laughs> I think it's incredible when you look to like how old the yin yang is, how much mm-hmm. because they didn't have LSD, they didn't probably have marijuana strains that were that potent at the time. And I mean, monks typically don't imbibe on such substances anyway. So these people just meditated for like 30 years or 40 years of their life, and they came to the conclusion, like. I think, you know, the, the light with the darkness in it or the dark with the light in it is when, when they look in themselves and they're like, okay, I have this ego, like generally I'm good or whatever. I'm enlightened. They're kind of weird about that. But like, I also, I do still have a human ego. I am still a person. So like all that, all that good, like light still has a dark spot of ego on it. But then when you look out to other people, that's where the other side of it comes from where you're like, okay, these guys are, you know, killing and, or maybe they're fight, you know, they're fighting at least, or they're, you know, they're not treating each other very well. But it's out of the fact that they're trying to survive and provide for their own people. So they are doing evil things, but there is a goodness in them that's causing them to do this. Right. And I think a little bit of that, the strife and like chaos of the early feudal, like Chinese and Mongolian empires caused them to have this like sort of epiphany of like, whoa, like we're we can't remove ourselves from the equation like you were saying we try we had we have a tendency to try to take ourselves out of the ecosystem of of where we live but we can't really you're still there to observe if you're observing it you're affecting it and like Mm -hmm. they realize like hey as much as i like i'm a pacifist which killed a lot of people that they were pacifists um i'm a pacifist so i'm not going to affect this outcome but like as i'm watching it it is affecting the outcome because you know, it's, yeah, it's our human, it's like our human nature to be concerned with other people. And these people were trying to kind of remove themselves. And I think that's where a bit of that evil comes from, from like, from, even from the monks that were so smart and enlightened, they had this like mm-hmm. side to them of, of like, Oh, I'm not going to raise a hand to protect, you know, I don't know. It's, it's weird just how, how old that is as a symbol and how much, thought had to go into it you know it's weird well i think um it might be like hmm, how do i say this it might be just a, a shape of nature that is um like kind of deeply rooted in our psyche so like <laughs> last time i took a decent dose of mushrooms i got a lot of fractal kind of patterns and <laughs> What I it it was all these half half uh, yin yang symbols that kind of spiraled off into fractals, and if you don't know what a fractal is, just whatever. This part of the conversation ain't for you. But what it got me kind of thinking about it, it was like the nature of fractals is that they go off in all directions infinitely, you know. And the best we can do in terms of like art is a two-dimensional sort of representation or I suppose like an animation of fractal patterns moving. But when you kind of live in a fractal pattern on psychedelics or, you know, it can be achieved through a state of meditation. um, You realize it. it's like, it's very much three-dimensional and it's to me, it was like, Oh, I kind of understand this concept of the multiverse now where everything happens infinitely in all directions right like there's a new dimension every millisecond 
you know, different realities, right? It, it seems absurd, but when you kind of see how these patterns play out and it's the same pattern that leads to the shape of a tree. It's the same pattern that leads to, you know, the snail shell spiral and like the Fibonacci sequence and whatever. But it's, it's kind of a, a, a wild thing just to actually like see it firsthand and be like, Oh my God. Yeah. Maybe there are infinite realities, infinite possibilities. You know, I'm living in this kind of like, three-dimensional space when there's so much else going on around me it's absurd you know i think part of the issue of uh sort of statism and like wanting to control thy neighbor instead of just letting letting things exist and be and happen is is this lack of recognition of sort of the grandness of of the universe itself and the fact that to try to control anything is kind of a fool's errand. The best you yeah. can do is like exist in it and enjoy it. And like, I don't know, man, I, I smoked a little weed. So there you go. I've been, I've been just talking. I feel like no, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not even interviewing you anymore. I'm just oh, that's bouncing right. ideas off of you, but sure. I, I guess, let me ask you this, man. When did you start to, uh, to speak out? Like, and what, like, why? Uh, so I started the show, but before then, even I was still, you know, I was still engaging with people on different platforms. Like, you mm -hmm. know, why do you think this is good? If you, you know, if you're pro this, why, if you're anti this, why? Um, and then I don't know. I listened to, there's an old podcast that doesn't run anymore called break the state. It's pretty good. If you haven't heard it, it's like 13 or 15 episodes. And mm -hmm. I, I mean, I would recommend everybody to listen to it. It takes all of like three hours to get through all of it. I think it's they're really like short episodes, but the guy who runs it is pretty cool. And uh, he kind of also gave me some advice for starting a show. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I, when I listened to that, it was like, you know, let's spread the message. And it's like, that seems like a pretty good idea. Pretty noble calling, mm -hmm. I guess, to like, not that I think we're like some grand heroes. It's just like, I can scream into the void all I want, but at least when I'm talking with people or putting ideas out there, the occasional person that clicks on it and listens might be like, hmm, that's a good point. And I've actually gotten a couple of messages that are like that, like, oh, hey, you came across mm -hmm. this show and yeah, you made a good point. And I'm like, cool, yeah, that's all I wanted to do, you know? Um, the less I have to deal with ignorant fucking idiots in my lifetime, the better. So teaching people that they don't have to have the government force feed them fucking their meals every day is probably the best I can do. Cause I, I, I swear to God in the next 20 years, there's going to be a, a, a program to have somebody just come to your house and wipe your ass for you. It's ridiculous. Oh, that exists. That already exists, man. You know, it's called like, uh, you know, nurses that are paid by Medicare. And yeah. man, if you want, if you want to know what one of the just roughest jobs ever is, I had a friend whose sister would go around and do like home care for elderly folk. And half of mm -hmm. it was basically like wiping their ass. Mm -hmm. And yeah, man, like not a, not a pleasant job, but I guess somebody has got to do it. You know, it's an unfortunate consequence of us abdicating responsibility for our elders because of the state. And like, you know, yeah, it just, it, it's one of the many, 
examples of like we we act like we've come up with some kind of solution that's better than like people need to fend for themselves and their families right like we think that we can do it more clever but like what it really does is leave people kind of high and dry and lonely and disconnected and you know everybody just they say you're born alone and you die alone i don't think it always was that way man like i think that's a modern affliction and it's really terrible no i mean uh my sister did the same job but for like mentally disabled old people which just Mm. isn't it they're basically wards of the state and they you have to do everything for them um it's not a good time. Nobody really enjoys their job. They get hurt all the time because these people are not entirely in control of their faculties. Um, mm. It's weird, though, when you say, you know, oh, well, I think everybody should be responsible for looking after their, their own family. People are like, well, you're selfish. It's like, what? Like, no, because the only people that can take care of you are the people that care about you or but they should be the only people that care about you. Or take care of you or the people that care about you. Sorry. But it's it's weird to me how it's like, well, you're just selfish. You don't understand yada yada X situation or Y situation. It's like 99% of the people that live in retirement homes are not people that are in X or Y situation. It's people who kids don't want to fucking deal with them. Mm-hmm. Like that's And that's sad. Like it is. They get paid well to take care of those old people in those homes. In that case. Not like, you know, not like the hospital staff who make like 16 an hour to get shit on. But like when you tell somebody like, oh, I think you should be responsible for your family. And they're like, well, you know, this you know, this doesn't work. It's like it, it does work. It worked for roughly 10,000 years until the last couple of centuries where we stopped doing that. Yeah. Like it, this is as simple as that. People always say, you know, oh, well, anarchism doesn't work. We need a government. It's like the first people didn't have governments and they seem to survive really well. They didn't any of the technology we have now and they lived so i don't know if you can tell me that it's better (laughs) dude people have such a like disparaging idea of who their ancestors were and like Mm -hmm. nobody nobody seems to respect that they came from a unbroken chain of survivors man yeah like successfully reproduce reproduce reproducing fucking human beings Every one of their, every one of their ancestors had a, had a life yeah, and managed to pass life forward. And like, and then they look back and they're like, oh, they were so ignorant. They were so, you know, ill-informed. All they were, were, you know, basically apes. It's like, dude, our species has been around for 300,000 years. We're only Mm -hmm. just starting to scratch the surface of like archaeology and how far back like that's the thing i almost don't want to shit on civilization too much because like i think that we we have had multiple kind of rise and fall situations of of civilization and perhaps one of our previous versions you know call it atlantis if you want to might have been better than what we have now like maybe we had a, a more enlightened system or Maybe there's yeah. one yet to come, but like the truth is that people are not inherently destroyers. Like we are creators and we are destroyers, right? That was kind of like the core of what I disagreed with what you said earlier was like, yeah, we do a lot of damage, man. But like, 
That's why I say we weren't just hunter gatherers. We were hunter gatherer gardeners, gardeners, you know, like we, we don't just kill and consume. We, we produce as well. So like, I'm hoping we can, we can get a little bit closer to that. Again, I'm all about what's like biologically appropriate. So, you know, I think we should try to be hunter gatherer gardeners again, if we can. Sure. Well, right. I didn't mean to entirely throw you off with that. When I, what I mean is also like, you know, the human goes through the woods, cuts down the trees, builds himself a house, you know, mm -hmm. knocking down 50 or 60 houses for birds and small other mammals in the process, yeah. whatever. You know, then he takes all these stones from the river and stacks them up and builds, you know, a, a wall around the house, that kind of thing, where it's like, we tend to be very short-sighted and focus on only what we want rather than the like needs of the creatures around us in our ecosystem. And it's, it's not exactly always just killing willy nilly. We do mm -hmm. produce things, as you said, but like we also just have a short-sightedness that doesn't occur because there's not, there's not a want really in nature. I think it's not like a, it's like a sparrow doesn't go around being like, I want to, you know, do X and then he like goes around and dicks over all the other sparrows to accomplish his goal. Like th most of nature works in harmony by accident, but on purpose, you know, mm. like, yeah, like, uh, yeah, you're hitting on something good here. Go on. I, yeah. I got ideas, well, I, I, but go on. Okay. Yeah. No, I just mean like, you know, the bear, when he gets done eating his lunch, leaves it. He doesn't understand like what a trash can is or whatever. He's not leaving that exactly for everybody else, but it works out because now the birds and the yodis and, you know, whatever the badger, or I don't know what the fuck badgers eat. I'm pretty sure they eat man flesh. I, you know, now everything else has a place to, to eat for the day. It's not like he did that on purpose. It was on accident. He just didn't throw away his remains, which to us would be considered rude. But like the way that it works together is on accident on purpose, because if you, if you believe in like, religion or whatever it's like this is the way it was designed and mm -hmm. the way that things evolve typically around each other is symbiotic symbiotic so it works together on accident but on purpose um i don't think I'm it's on accident on. but i i know why you would say that like it seems it seems like incidental or a random but it's actually it's it's self-organizing that's what it is yeah. it's anarchism yeah. it's anarchism and yeah. so earlier, I, I actually, you, you were talking about entropy, basically, um, how everything is, is eroding. Everything is, <laughs> you know, in, in a constant state of entropy. And so I actually pulled up the, the three laws of thermodynamics. And I don't know how, how familiar you are with this, but it's, you know, this is a kind of a basic um, principle of, I guess, physics, right? And it says the first law of thermodynamics states that energy can be converted from one form to another uh, with the interaction of heat working, or I'm sorry, heat work and internal energy, but it cannot be created nor destroyed under any circumstances, right? We've all heard that energy cannot be created or destroyed. It can only change forms. The second law states um, that entropy will always increase over time as an isolated system in the universe. So in essence, once something is created, it is immediately in a state of 
disintegration or more like simultaneously like creation and destruction are happening at once and then finally the the first law i'm sorry why does it state the first law again that's weird i guess it's just the two laws yeah but anyways um i think it it applies in that like like you said, people people think that once we build something, it's going to just stay the way it was, right? Like we've built this form yeah. of government and it will just be okay. <laughs> It'll work. It'll stay the same. No, it actually kind of breaks down along the way. And simultaneously it grows. I mean, that's the that's kind of the weird dichotomy or the weird duality at play is it's a self-perpetuating system that is constantly degrading along the way. You know, and yeah, I, I pulled this up for you. The third yeah, law, no. since yours didn't. Uh, oh, is there? The a third? Of, yeah, yeah, yeah. The entropy of a system approaches a constant value as the temperature approaches absolute zero. So you can uh, you can slow down entropy damn near all the way if you uh, turn it to zero Kelvin, I guess. So absolute zero, if I'm not mistaken, has never been achieved. Correct. Um. I'm not sure. So this this may surprise you, but I was a ph physics student when I started in college. So I, I do know really? a little bit about right. I, I just if I don't know fully about something, I try not to talk about it. So like, I, of course, I couldn't sure. ramble the three laws of ther thermodynamics off my head. I don't remember that shit, but I do understand the concept. Um, I don't know that absolute zero has been achieved, but I know we can get damn close to it. And I know that because here in Colorado, actually, there's a let's say an experiment that successfully worked called the Bose-Einstein condensate. Basically, if you get things, if you get, so, you know, E equals MC squared, right? right? So like energy is equal to matter mass, but you know, times the whatever. So if you fucking do a little arithmetic energy and, and, and mass are equivalent, you can, basically almost convert one to the other kind of mathematically, but like the Bose-Einstein condensate, like proved that basically it's, you get, you get, uh, it, it becomes like quasi, sorry. Okay. You get, you get something so cold and uh, matter will start to bind with light, with like energy, with, with light. And it becomes like a quasi particle is really fucking cool. Um, it only holds together for, very like a very short time but yeah they they did that here in boulder um mm. and they proved the bose einstein condensate was like a real thing that, ha that yeah which happens because at the end of the day everything is sort of equal i guess to each other over an equation and it's like watching light bind with matter is fucking crazy because yeah it, it, it proves all kinds of weird shit in in the physics world so i did a quick search and it looks like we have not ever achieved absolute zero. Okay. You know, but, but they're saying it's get, they're getting closer and closer, but you know, I think it's probably impossible. And I, I will say this as a layman. I don't know anything for certain. I'm not a physicist, but to me, it's, it's very much akin to pi, right? Like why can't we compute pi? It just goes on and on infinitely. You know, the radius of a circle or, or whatever, you know, pi, I guess pi represents just 
a circle in terms of mathematical equations. But the argument is that there is no such thing as a circle. Okay. I've heard this argument made, you know, part of the reason we can't compute pi, you know, it goes on infinitely is because it cannot be computed because it, a circle cannot exist. And this is again, getting a little bit heady, but I think it's because everything is actually a spiral and we're just looking at it from a certain angle and it looks like a circle, but I don't know, like the, the fact that sort of physics and mathematics and certain types of science are getting very much into the gray area of like concepts that ancient man used to toy around with, you know, sort of the older uh, cosmologies and, and everything like the fact that a lot of, of, Hmm. ethereal sort of the the more basic questions of of where we came from what the universe is like the the more we learn about math and physics the more it becomes even like less clear yeah <laughs> i feel like i'm not weird, making huh? any i'm not making mo- no no i get you but yeah um i don't know it's i like just you're think it's fascinating rip, dude. you're trying to rip through the veil and the veil is pulling back yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. It's like you found the what is it like sixteen fundamental particles of the universe? Well, good luck observing them because every time you try to look at them and figure out what the hell they're doing, they're going to change and they're going to do something different. Mm-hmm. It's like I see what you mean. It's almost like uh, so. Earlier, you said I tend to laugh at things and you know dark humor, and like that's entirely true. <laughs> it's like, I read this or I watched this. I think I watched a video on it. I used to be a pretty I don't know, more up, uptight or like anxious person, I guess. But I watched this thing. It's about these three laughing monks. Basically, they just uh, travel around and they, they laugh at everything. And the, the moral of the story essentially is like they like, you know, laugh, whatever. There's no point to being so serious. Everybody gets mad at them for laughing so much or whatever. But it's like mm-hmm. one of those weird fables that doesn't exactly make sense because I'm not like from China or whatever. But anyways, uh, I when I saw that, I was like, oh, this is a pretty good point. So I try to like laugh at things. This is one of the things where you're trying to crack open the secrets of the universe and, this, and the universe is basically saying, fuck you. That's where yeah, you have to yeah. laugh. I think like that's so funny. Yeah. Like yeah. we developed this technology so we can view the fundamental, like smallest things in the universe. And when you use it, it fucks with them. So you can't actually get a, a solid result. And it's like, that's hilarious, man. Like, yeah, how do you try not to like, fucking find that hilarious? We try to split the atom and like, like, I guess maybe we kind of got it, but like the atom says, fuck, you know, and like just snaps yeah. back together, you know? Yeah. It's like, no, or thanks. You like, you... It, yeah. Or you split it and then it goes boom and kills you and kills and everything half a million you. people or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. No shit. Oh man. Not our, not our best day. Not our best day, no. guys. Let's try not to do that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but truly, I think that's like a, a the, of all things that people have ever done, like that was the most unnatural and it sort of makes the most sense that it would be so terrible. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, don't fucking don't fucking defy nature like. Splitting yeah. the atom and killing millions of people is not a cool thing. 
and never will be. I don't know, man. No. Like we 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 still kind of ascribe to. I think I think it was the Francis Bacon quote. I, as far as like how we do our science, have you ever heard this? Where I think it was Bacon. He said, like to be a scientist is to put Mother Nature on the table, i.e., like the surgery table. Yeah. And how how does he say? And to tease out her secrets. And I I, I think it's a good sort of image of what our type of science tends to be because it's very torturous and very reductive. And I like that the word secrets is in there because it kind of implies that we shouldn't, shouldn't go looking like mother nature is allowed to have her secrets. Um, So that's why I, I was very much drawn to ecology as a science because it's way more observationally based, not a whole lot of experimentation involved. And it's, it's a oriented. Well, and it's a, um, what they'd call like a multidisciplinary science. So it, it envelops, you know, biology, hydrology, geology, you know, fill in the blank and Geography. um, geography. Yeah. Didn't you say you studied geography for a while? Yeah. After, after physics became, I'm, I'm retarded. And I was like, oh man, physics is hard. I'm going to switch to this other major. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. But yeah, no, I mean, and geography has to do with everything in the same way. It's like, you know, political geography, physical geography, these things matter. The reason mm-hmm. you, I think that was you breaking it down. And I'm pretty sure when we were talking about like Ukraine with the, that fucking like mountain or like that plateau or whatever that comes down, not a plateau, but like a, there's like one way for Russia to on ground to get through to Ukraine pretty much. And it's just like this weird or something like that. I, I don't that think you. that was me. No. Yeah. Now that I think about it, I think the last time we were on a show, you were real high on mushrooms. <laughs> Dude, maybe so. Maybe so. <laughs> that was, the, that was the Steven Seagal episode of the WTF. Oh, yeah. Wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah hey, no, you haven't been on in a minute, man. I'm going a, I'm to a start giving you a hard time. We're talking about maybe yeah. doing one tomorrow. Um, okay. Yeah. But it just gets yeah, a no, little weird. No. I see some sometimes we talk about things and I just like I'm just like, what are we even talking about? And so it's like Yeah. Eh. Yeah. I'm I'm, I'm trying not, to uh, dial it in. No, no, yeah. no. It's 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 kind of still in an, in the experimental phase. Um my hope is always that like people will bring some topics and then people don't. <laughs> and it's kind of yeah. like we're we're at times like I don't know, we're just riffing, but yeah 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 i don't know ando ando's kind of into it he wants to help kind of share the load so um i'm hoping you know i might not be the only one kind of pushing them um but we'll see how it goes yeah Yeah. i try to find and he's he's bringing in like guests like guest uh appearances so you know it'd be cool if we had uh sort of the core group and like a rotating sort of guest every time that'd be that'd be kind of fun yeah but uh so I guess back to what you were saying is this, there's actually, it's yeah. something that I, I think about and I sort of try to talk about quite a bit, which is there's a lot of people's world at the moment that think that they're on the right side of things because they're, and I'm not saying this entirely in the American sense, but they're progressive. And it's like, progress isn't always good. Progress can mm-hmm. be bad. Progress mm-hmm. in the last 150 or so years has been real bad. 
at it. You know, the industrial revolution and its consequences. Um, yeah. Like the nuclear bomb never had to be designed. There's no reason that we needed to do that. Like the, the limitless power source was really cool, but they didn't even do a nuclear reactor until they were like, hmm, let's blow something up instead. Yeah. You know, we, we kind of unlocked a bad path of technology. You know, we're so dependent on oil and that oil comes from, you know, very few people. And so these people are making a ton of money. We, we kind of, it's like, again, I'm going to take this back to video games because I'm a nerd, but it's like, if you're playing a game, sometimes Sorry. there's like a, a, no, you're all good. Sometimes there's skill trees that are just fucking useless. Sometimes there's, you know, like one of my favorite games is Diablo 2. There are well-specced out builds for that game because if you play the wrong build, you're not going to fucking win. But mm -hmm. like, it's like we went down this path of skills of like, okay, we can we can blow things up really well now. We can deliver nuclear missiles across continents. But like, can we feed everybody in the country? Apparently not. Right. Can we, you know, and I'm not like a, a fucking commie. I just like, I just think it's silly that we have the technology, but we don't use it. Like uh, yeah. nuclear power. We have the ability to make essentially limitless energy for very low cost. We have modern technology that would that would make nuclear tech, like energy like a hundred times safer than anything else on the on the planet. I guess besides like solar, you can't really get hurt putting in solar panels. Hmm. I hope not, anyways. But yeah, it's like we kind of just keep going down this weird path of like we're going to develop this thing, we're going to develop this thing, and they stack. You know, we have we have more bombs and jets and drones for killing people in this country than we do like ventilators i think for people that are sick in a hospital why do we need all that many things to kill people when we have the technology to save them I, it's this weird thing though i just don't understand it mm -hmm. i i guess the idea is that when you when you reduce it like that it's the idea that there's like some conscious guiding force but there's not really it's just like the collect of a probably 100 or 200 people who want a lot of money and that decided I'm going to start a defense contracting company and I'm going to get the government to pay me to do things. And we're going to go to war for the next 60 years. And yeah, it's just really weird. Yeah. Well, the, um, like the whole problem of not being able to coexist, right? Like the, the reason for war in the first place and like the idea that, Oh, like we've run out of resources, so let's go take theirs or, you know, there's not enough room in this town for the two of us kind of mentality. You know, I think it's, 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 again, it's a byproduct of like our agricultural political system where as soon as we broke away from our natural lifestyle, I hate to, I hate to imply that we somehow like it overextended our carrying capacity. Cause I don't think that's exactly the right way to say it in terms of like, there are too many people. Like, I don't believe that. I just think that we're no. doing it inefficiently. Like, you know, it's why I'm such a proponent of gardening and like homesteading. And, you know, like there's so much productive capacity on this earth and we have the natural inclination to be gardeners, to be, you know, to do animal husbandry and to, you know, produce our own food in a, in a regenerative and, and sort of, you know, forgive me, sustainable way, but yeah, we choose, we choose to kind of 
do it the cheap, fast, easy way instead. And, you know, it's like, like you were getting at, we we've been developing technology without necessarily considering if it's the right technology. Um, you know, we're, we're dumping tons and tons of research and, and money and resources into growing more corn instead of like, maybe we should try to grow less corn, right? Like progress for progress's sake is not very good. Right. Right. Like it's, it's, is it progress if you keep running like off the edge of the cliff or should you maybe stop and, and take a couple steps backwards and and look around. Um, So, yeah, like I think that's why I I talk about permaculture all the time is just because, you know, I look around, I see all these fucking yards, all these lawns and I'm like, dude, let's have more chickens and more fruit trees. And, you know, Mm -hmm. let's, let's, let's grow something productive. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to rag on like capitalism. I enjoyed your, your chat with, uh, Connor with, you know, talking about the misconceptions of capitalism, because I think like capitalism is a good analogy for sort of anarchism in economic terms. The problem with the system we have now is that it is not a free market. It is a corporate corporatocracy, you know, oligarchy, whatever. It's very much managed by a small group of people in, in mm-hmm. power. And a lot of these things that are solutions for the problems would, would take off and gain more steam if that corporatocracy was not in the picture, right? Like it's not capitalism's fault that all these fucking assholes game the system to their benefit, right? That's yeah. That's by nature of the state, not, not the free market. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I think I, at some point in that episode, I said something about basically this might've been a thought I had afterwards, but really capitalism. So like, and, and socialism, and to a lesser extent, communism, we're all developed around the same time, which is the Industrial Revolution. So they're Industrial Revolution era thoughts. There's no reason why we have to keep thinking the same way after 150 years. There is absolutely a better way to do things. We just don't do it. We're not exactly capitalist. We're not exactly socialist. We're not exactly communist. We're kind of a mixture. Depending on how much money you have depends on, you know, like if you're super rich, you're absolutely socialist because you're going to get bailouts. You're going to get your fucking, you're going to get a bunch of free shit to promote things. You know, it's weird Mm -hmm. how rich people live on easy mode. They always say like, oh, it's so stressful. It's like, I'll take your stress. (laughs) Yeah. Well, the only people that don't get, the only people that don't get like welfare are the people in the middle. You know, if you're poor, yeah. you get welfare. And if you're rich, you get welfare. But if you're in the middle, yeah. you're on your own, you know? And the middle is, the middle has an expanding goalpost, but it's all squeezing people out of it at the same time. The goalpost yeah. for being in the middle is, what I mean by that is they will, they, they're, the way inflation is working is lowering the definition of how much money you have to be to be middle class at this point, middle class is like $30,000 a year because everything is so fucking expensive that everybody under you is now fucking poor in poverty starting out. Like, okay, I have a little bit of money for food, middle class. (laughs) At least that's the way I kind of see it. It's like the goalpost is changing 
to be like to yeah. include people that would would have been poor, you know, fucking ten years ago. But now it's like, oh, I actually, I'm not starving or I'm not going on welfare. That's middle class, like you, you know, like you were saying. Mm-hmm. You know, just just being able to keep your head off out of the water a little bit, pretty much makes you a fucking middle class at this point. It's ridiculous. Yeah, well, if you want to keep the the donkey pulling along, you got to dangle that carrot right out in front of its nose. You know. Sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Uh, a hamster. A hamster something... on the wheel. That's what they want us to be. Yeah. I I hope my rambles have been making a bit of sense at least. I know sometimes I like I'll re-listen to an episode and I'll be like, why did I include this bit? I could have cut that. It would have made more sense. But uh, no, something that makes really sense to me, man. The space. It's like all these people that are like, oh, we need to go colonize Mars or we're going to go, you know, we live on a perfect machine that recycles everything for us. Mm-hmm. Water, mm-hmm. air, food. We have the perfect, there's enough space on this planet. Like you were saying, overpopulation is another fear myth, fear porn mm-hmm. thing. It's not like the earth can't handle people. It's, it's a planet. It's fine. The problem is the way they concentrate themselves and and consume resources from other areas. So basically population centers consuming the resources of the rural areas. Mm -hmm. Um, That's what tarnishes the fucking ecosystem, like growing more corn to ship to some other country and importing all of our food for some reason, when we can just grow our food here more sustainably, we don't need to spray fucking glyphosate all over everything and and you know fuck up our groundwater we could just grow crops we eat here and it'll be fine but no that's not the way we do things we we don't have the we don't have the technology apparently to just grow food it's not like we've been doing it forever like you were saying but like yeah the space race people are they really piss me the fuck off because like why would you want to leave this planet dude it's perfect it's literally perfect I mean, mm-hmm. it's fucked up some of the things that grow here, like dolphins. Dolphins are fucked up, but you don't have to deal <laughs> with you, them. What do you mean they're fucked up? I always like dolphins. Dude, dolphins will like dolphins are not nice. They'll like drown. They'll they 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 get the for some reason they get to be the nice ones and sharks are the bad guys. They bully the shit out of like sharks, dude. They'll drown people, they'll drown sharks, they'll drown things. Just they'll just drown shit for fun. They'll fucking they they <laughs> rape dolphins rape did you know that yeah no i didn't no dude they are fucked up like i mean i think a lot of a lot of animals rape if we're being fair but no no like like they will cut the fuck they will bite the head off a fish and fuck it like it's messed up dude whoa weird yeah no dolphins are like actually demons like they probably i think that they're probably one of earth's biggest punishments for us like we're just stuck (laughs) here with these sociopathic very intelligent creatures and if we get too close to the water like we try to water world with them they're gonna just fucking commit war against us or... i know like, i know people unchill creatures. people are trying to like decipher dolphin language right and whale language and you know all that shit mm-hmm. yeah maybe we don't want to know maybe maybe it would be just too disturbing to even know what's one of the on. secrets one of yeah. the secrets you don't want to find out, dude, is what the dolphins are saying. They're they're probably like, oh, I'm going to eat the fucking babies. Look at that baby yeah. that from this exhibit. Oh, my God. I'm going to eat that motherfucker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're just lucky we can't understand him. You know that song? I think it's by, um, what's her name? Um, Iris Dement. 
is that a, is that her name or something like that? It's um, let the mystery be. It's a good um, song. It's a good song. It was the um, it was the sort of opening track to that show, um, the leftovers. Do you ever watched that? And basically, the whole premise is like, oh, here, let me look up the lyrics real quick because it's it's right on sure. the money for what we're talking about. Is it about how dolphins are fucked? No, it's about letting the mystery be. Um, here, Iris Dement. I was right. Uh, it says everybody's wondering what and where they all came from. Everybody's worrying about where they're gonna go when the whole thing's done. But no one knows for certain, so it's all the same to me. I think I'll just let the mystery be. It's like pretty fucking on the money, dude. Like, yeah, we can wonder all day, like where and what we came from. But in the in in the practical sense, maybe it's best to just let it let it lie. Like, yeah, you know, I think I, I think. I, um, you and I might be similar in that we're very analytical. Like we want to understand things. That's what led us to this point and to these mm-hmm. concepts. Um, but at a certain point, you can only you can only understand it so well, right? Yeah. Well, it's yeah. It, 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 like the whole like oh, a circle doesn't exist thing. That's all nice and like being what is the word here? Being, I guess, like philosophical is fun to some mm-hmm. degree. But at a certain point, I, I need practicality. What is not believing in circles going to do for me? Like, I can just build a circle garden, you know, plot and be like, oh, there's a fucking circle. Now there's my plants. That's what that's, you I know, think, there's like I think a level the, to things. The practical knowledge of that is just the importance of spirals, if you ask me. So, like, okay, literally in terms of gardening, you can either do a circle or you can stretch that out into a three-dimensional spiral they call it like an herb spiral where it goes up yeah you know sort of like a pyramid if you will and then you gain surface area you gain microclimates that you can grow you know different things on the southern side as you can on the northern side because they're going to get different amounts of sunlight and um mm-hmm. so i don't know man like there is a practical implication to that that's why i think like yeah, patterns sure. and, and mathematics and things like that are such interesting topics um but yeah no like i don't remember what it was what it's called but it's like basically this dude had a giant pvc pipe and he just kind of cut essentially like that like like you were saying like spirals and he was growing plants out of it like that Mm -hmm. Um, is that hydro what is that hydroponic maybe remember he's probably doing some some form of vertical hydroponics or whatever yeah yeah no so that's so but i guess what i mean to say is like um not like like at the end of the day i'm still gonna put my tire on my truck right like that's a circle Mm -hmm. i don't yeah yeah yeah. the mathematical whatever circles don't exist fine i don't care putting my tire on my truck so i can get down the road sometimes i think uh not 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 like uh, us because we're not like uh statesmen but sometimes i think there's like at least back in like ancient greek times there's so much focus on these weird like philosophical things where they could have been just fixing their shitty broken societies which i think we have now but it's not even deep philosophical questions it's like do men have uh vaginas sometimes or uh and that's that's our deep philosophical question of the time and that's what yeah. distracts us from fixing the problems of our society 
Yeah. But I did pull up a list of uh, dolphins are fucked up facts. Uh, we got number one, they gang rape females. <laughs> uh, number two, they will uh, rape humans, apparently, which is pretty cool. Uh-huh. Number uh, three, they kill babies of other species. Wow. Uh, they kill their own babies. They don't sleep. Jesus Christ. They can stay awake for five days straight with no loss of mental acuity. Dolphins are voracious predators. They like to screw with other animals just for the lulls. They just like torture things. Yeah, they, they this one's a baby shark being used as a volleyball. And they have a bunch of STDs. <laughs> oh, great. So if you do happen to get raped by one, chances are you're, you're going home with something. If I get raped by a dolphin, I'm taking that with me to the grave. Yeah, tell no one ever. <laughs> no. The doctor's gonna be like, "Oh, this is an unseen STD." I'll be like, "Just fucking kill me, dude. I'm not getting. Just... This is not getting out. I'm not patient zero for AIDS too. It's not, but, sir. We we can just give you penicillin. Nope, nope, nope. It's been done. Just get it over with. <laughs> you got to go to Canada know. for that. I don't want them to. Yeah. If you want that kind of medical care. Ask. Yeah. Oh, you mean? Well, see, that's the. Yeah, 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 yeah. Self, self, uh, what a, a medically assisted suicide, we'll call it. Mm-hmm. Made, they call it made up there. Medical assistance in dying makes it sound really nice. Um, but dude, see, like that is a perfect WTF forum topic. If you showed up and you're like, all right, tonight we're talking dolphins, y'all, like, come on, <laughs> you know. I, 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 I thought we were just trying to do current news, that's why I try not to talk about other things on there. Oh no, dude! It's I. I want it to be more open than that. I think it's just been okay. easy to fall back on like news topics, but it's more fun if we have like a variety, you know? Like, sure, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, some, I'll, some, I'll that's why I, that's that's why I kept bringing in like the baster bogus like Steven Seagal shit because it's like that, that's not really news. That's just bizarre and hilarious and fucked up and worth yeah. But what is funny is about, I saw you know? that in the news. Like I opened well, yeah, my phone and yeah. I saw that in the news and it was like, oh, okay. But yeah, that's that's a fair point. Yeah. But yeah, man, I uh I really I really think that you've got something, you know, like we used to have victory gardens in this country and now we just keep mm-hmm. fucking growing corn. And it's like, why? Right. Why you know because it's I, subsidized. Because yeah. it's subsidized, True. man. If you subsidize something, you'll get more of it. You know, and really if you break it down, like grain has always been sort of the fundamental currency of modern society civilization like, yeah yeah That's yeah fair. yeah so like it's it's kind of more because it's a convenient commodity that can be stored and transported and converted into value added products as they would call mm-hmm. them even though it's not a very valuable thing you know like corn syrup um but yeah dude it's it, it's the same as it was in like you know three, 4,000 years ago, Mesopotamia, like the rise and fall of these grain based civilizations. It's a, it's a boom and bust. And uh, yeah, I think, I think there's always been like the, the, the resilient types, the hill folk, the, the barbarians, if you will, that never prescribed to that system that, that make it through the, the fall of any, any civilization. So yeah. yeah, that's the attitude we got to represent, I think, is that that for sure you know, rogue, that rugged. Uh, the rogue class of of survivors. Right. Yeah. 
Well, and it's it's just silly because you know now that you bring it up, there's no need for us to allocate grain like that. I mean, we have access to every crop on the planet now. Anything that grows on this planet could be in my backyard, hypothetically, if the conditions are right. Mm-hmm. So it's really silly to think, oh, we're just going to keep growing grain like it's fucking Mesopotamia. Like, you could you could grow anything. We we have the technology, but it's just not. I don't know, profitable. I guess it's weird. It's not it's not easily controlled and mechanized. And like I said, a lot of it has to do with the storability and shipability. That's why grain was always the, you know, the sort of crop of choice, if you will, of of booming civilization. Um, sure, you know, and, and it was the, the original tax was on grain. It's like we're going to take 20 percent of your grain um, sort of on the promise that we'll we'll give it back if we have famine in future years, but really it was just a, just a tax, you know? Um, but yeah, man, I mean, we've been going for two hours as of 30 seconds ago, I guess if you have any like final ideas, thoughts, dreams, goals, plugs, whatever you want to, whatever you want to say, man. Well, I will say, uh, trying to switch gears a little bit more for the show. I mean, I, mm-hmm. not not literally because I haven't uh, done anything on the show for a long time for my show. Yeah. But my my new goal is to kind of, first of all, like it's called to liberty. We're going to try and call people, you know, in, like I said, spread that mm-hmm. message, get a few people to hit me up on Instagram every couple of months and say, hey, you made a couple of good points. That's all I care about. Really, mm-hmm. Maybe a few more people than than a few. Um, but also, man, I've been thinking really hard about this, like I, like I said, I studied geography and I've got the guy who made my logo is from Australia. He wants to come on and do something. I'm like, all right, his name's becoming ungovernable, by the way. He's a really fucking good artist. Yeah, so I follow that. Yeah. Okay, that's good. I got this yeah. guy who who wanted who texted me the other day. He's from Canada. And it's like, I think I'm gonna get a little geography segment going on here, man. I'm gonna know we're gonna know we're gonna hear about the political climate of Canada from the view of an mm-hmm. anarchist or something. We're gonna hear about the you know, Australia. There's a couple other fellas I'm blanking on the names of now and I feel bad for it, but those were just the two most striking. Cause I was like, these governments are totalitarian in, in our eyes. Like how are the people mm-hmm. that think like me doing over there? You know, and mm-hmm. I want to hear about it. There, are, there is a couple other people, I believe from different parts of the world that, that did message me and I will figure that out. But it's like, Apart from calling people to liberty, we might get a little like geography lesson and learn about the, the political climate of these weird other places, which I'm pretty stoked for. I've got a backlog of fucking guests I have to record with. Unfortunately, I'm a shitty host. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, kick it into gear, man. Uh, you know, no yeah, pressure, or nothing, whatever. But uh, no pressure. yeah, I think you, I think, I think your shows like got legs. Um, you know, I'm. I, you joke that you know you only have five episodes. I got 141, but like. I'm I'm the type of dude that just like throws it all at the wall and sees what sticks. Like there's nothing wrong with uh sort of putting out less content as long as you're, you know, just like really intentional about what content mm-hmm. you're doing and like why you're doing it. Fuck yeah. it, man. Like do do five episodes a year if you want to. I don't give a shit. But like I think your show's cool. Every every episode's got like some cool shit in it. And uh I, I figure the more you do, the better, the better they'll get. Um uh, yeah, no, yeah. it's definitely a matter of practicing that creative bone where I yeah, think of yeah. something and I write it down. And then the other thing is like I've made seven or eight episodes, but 
I'll like reflect on them and I'll listen and I'll, cause I don't want to put something out that's bad or not as mm-hmm. thought out as I think it should be. And so that's mm-hmm. why I've deleted, I've deleted some episodes and it's just like, I'm not, I don't want to put something out that's not good. I want to make yeah. sure that, yeah. you know, it has this quality to it that somebody's going to say, Hey, Luke, I listened to this episode is pretty good. I mean, that's mm-hmm. the whole reason I even met you guys was that me and uh, free and poor, like I, I saw his account, I you know saw his podcast link in the bio, and I was at work. I was like, oh, I, I need to listen to something new, anyway. So I popped it on. I was like, this is awesome. I, you know, I sent mm-hmm. him a follow and a message. I said, yeah, I like your show. He did the same for me. And you know, if I had a shitty episode out there, and he decided, oh, I'm going to listen to this, you know, maybe we wouldn't have been good friends. Maybe I wouldn't be here talking with you today. So it's a mm-hmm. matter of just trying to be more proud of what I do. I guess like I don't want to put something out that's shitty. And at the same time, I do owe people that do want to listen to the show to put out more content because it is kind of kind of a double-edged sword of like, I'm worried that if I start trying to put like time to it, I'm going to not be putting out the quality, but I do need to be putting out more stuff. So Sure. Yeah. There yeah. is there's a fine line. Like when it feels forced, that's usually not a good thing, right? Yeah. Um, you know, I joke that I like throw it all at the wall and see what sticks. Yeah, there's certainly if I went back and looked like I'm sure there's some episodes that are out there of mine that I would cringe at. But like, I'd like to think at least I've tried to be authentic and just honest. And like, you know, if I ever put an episode out, it's because at least in that moment at that at that time, it felt felt like the right thing. Um, but I, I, you know, I I'm sure I'm sure there's some episodes I would absolutely cringe at. So I can respect your, uh, <laughs> your strategy, you know, um, sometimes, you know, more isn't, isn't better. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I mean, I like cool, man. I've been, listening. I've been trying to get through the backlog. So I actually haven't listened to the new episodes. I've been listening uh-huh. to the old ones, except that for that right? one that you did with the outlaws. The outlaws one was really good. I liked it. Yeah, that was a so fun one, man. Yeah, live from the bar. The only thing I wish is that there, that you edited us a, a couple of the snippets because I was listening at work, and then like a car would drive by on the mic and fucking deafen me, and I was like, ah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I still it was real. Not, it was authentic. I'm not very good at like the noise um, production side of things, you know. Like partly because yeah. I'm like half deaf, so like when I'm listening doing my editing, I might not, you know, and it comes through different on different types of headphones and stuff, but I feel you. Yeah. Like, uh, some of those live recordings. Yeah. It's yeah. That's what I like about it. It's live. It's, it's raw. You know what I mean? Well, and that's, you know, that's Indianapolis, man. There's a lot of like motorcycles and muscle cars and, you know, I kind of dig the, when there's like a badass V8 cruising past and it, you know, that's, that's Indiana. That's Indianapolis, homie. Like rock on. Yeah. I appreciate you cool. having me on. Uh, I feel like I, at the beginning, at least, I was still pretty tired. So I'm, I apologize if I was a little incoherent, but. No, not at all, to, man. Try to put my, it... I just put my dunce cap on the right way later on. You know what I mean? As I wake up a little yeah. more. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Well, much, uh, much no, I appreciate it. I appreciate it a lot, man. I, I think it was a good conversation. I enjoyed myself. Uh, yeah. And, uh, I don't know. I guess, I guess that's that brother. I, Oh, I'll ask you this. You said you got a new job, didn't you? Oh yeah, dude. You know what the word glazier means? No. Like the job title. Okay. Guy who installs glass. Oh, cool. 
yeah it's actually looking to looking up dude it's looking like it's going to be a pretty sweet gig i got to put in my two weeks at the current job and then i'll start working as a glazier sweet man so yeah. is that going to be like up high doing big buildings or mostly a little bit of, i asked around i asked the guy who owns the company he said you know we're going to do a little bit of everything and i was like that's perfect cool cool yeah 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 that's i mean that's a that's a trade you know yeah it's, it's like, a trade and some, he brought up some, a good point he was like he said everything everything has a window everything has windows fuck yeah so yeah it's any the building same, same reason like you got a lot of people doing like being line you know electrical linemen like Every building's got power and that power has to be transmitted through power lines. Somebody's got to put them up and fix them. Yep. You know, yeah. Windows doors. I knew a, you know, I knew a guy that just does doors like, yeah. Yeah. It's looking up, dude. It's looking pretty sweet and I'll have a better schedule. So right now I work nights, mm-hmm. which is why I look all disheveled all the fucking time. This will be mm-hmm. a, like a regular, like morning, morning to afternoon gig. I'll have my nights yeah. free to be doing other shit like recording episodes. Right. Right. Yeah. And just, you know, get you back onto a normal human circadian rhythm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's for sure. I, I don't know if you not... can tell, but I, I have like bags under my eyes all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, luckily I, I'm looking at you on like a little tiny one by two inch square. So I, I didn't notice you're cool. Oh, fair. fair. Good. <laughs> Awesome, man. Well, uh, I think that'll do it, but yeah, we'll talk again soon and I appreciate you coming on the show. I appreciate you inviting me, bro. Absolutely. It was a good time. All right. Peace out, y'all.